and says, you are running after me. I can't help but think about the prodigal as he's making his way back home. And the father sees him a great distance off. And he takes off running after him. Oh, when the, when the father embraces him and he sees him, the prodigal says, oh, I, I'm not worthy to be called your son. Just make me as one of your hired hands. He said, oh, no. He put the shoes on his feet, the robe on his back, and the ring on his finger. He killed the fatted calf, and he celebrated. Because he said, my son once was lost, but now he's, once he was dead, but now he is alive. Let me tell you, the Lord thinks no differently of you and I. That's why he told the story. No matter where we're at, it's he, he that's running after us. Could you lift your hands right now and just worship the living God? Father, we glorify your name. And Lord, we are so grateful, Lord God, for your passion and your love and your mercy that you show us. We thank you, Lord God, for this night, Lord God. We thank you that we have the privilege, opportunity to come back together, Lord, in this house and to worship you, Lord God. We don't take worship for granted, Lord God. We are so grateful for your sacrifice. We are so grateful for your love tonight. Lord, I ask that your blessing, Lord God, may be upon this night. If there are those that are suffering in body, let them begin to feel the touch of your hand. Those that are overwhelmed with anxiety, Lord, let them feel that robe of righteousness, Lord, just begin to lay upon their shoulders. Lord, I love you, and I thank you, Lord God, for your mercy and your great grace tonight. In Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. You may be seated. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, worship team. Thank you, worship team. You guys did a fantastic job. You take your Bibles with me, if you will. Take your Bibles with me, if you will, and go to uh, Luke, Luke tonight, the seventh chapter, Luke the seventh chapter, and then we're going to go over to John the fifth chapter, Luke seven and John five. Now, as you look there, let me a couple of quick announcements. We will be having prayer Saturday morning at seven fourteen. And so let me encourage those of you that are able to come on out and be a part of that prayer time. Also, uh, you've noticed some material sitting outside the church. Uh, we will be getting a new roof uh, on this building here and also being, doing some repairs on the building next door. So if you drive by and wonder what's going on, it's, we're getting a new roof. So also tomorrow, if any of the adults, not just youth, any of the adults or any of the youth age would like to go with us to help with a speed speed the light uh, fundraiser we're going to be doing some yard work and moving some boxes and things and so we're going to be leaving here at 8 30 and we'll come back around 3 30 and we'll feed you it may not be a gourmet lunch but you'll get something to eat lots to drink mostly water but anyway come on out and uh, if you would like let me know tonight so we can got to get a head count and so that I don't leave you. But we're going to leave here at 8.30. It's going to be some physical labor. And so if you'd like to help, come on out tomorrow at 8.30. Let me know tonight. Uh, and if you're tuning in and you're just getting this and your you're teenager's tired of sitting around the house, send them my way. I will busy them up and so they'll sleep well the next night. So come on out. Amen. Also, next Wednesday, next Wednesday, uh, we will be uh, hosting the North Texas Food Bank next Wednesday, 10 to 12. If you know anybody that could benefit from those resources, 
please uh, send them our way. Let's look here in Luke 7, and then we're going to go over to John 5. Luke 7, we're here in verse 11. It says, Now it happened the day after that he went into a city called Nain. Many of his disciples went with him and a large crowd. When he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother. She was a widow, and a large crowd from the city was with her. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, Do not weep. Verse 14. Then he came and touched the open coffin, and those who carried him stood still, and he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. So he who was dead sat up and began to speak, and he presented him to his mother. Then fear came upon all they that glorified Fear came upon all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has risen up among us, and God has visited his people. And this report about him went through all Judea, all the surrounding region. Now I want you to look in John 5 and verse 25. One verse I want to look at. <clears throat> truly, truly, I say to you, John 5 and 25, Truly, truly, I say to you, the hour is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. Truly, truly, I say to you, the hour is coming and now is here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. As we look here, I want to share something. In fact, I've got to say, by sharing this with you, I'm going to categorize myself. Because on Sunday, I quoted there in the book of Acts how that young men would see visions, but old men would dream dreams. And two nights ago, I had a dream. Thank you, Angel. Glad you're listening. So, I've categorized myself. And I'm not much one given to dreams. In fact, I, I can probably count on one hand the number of dreams, maybe because I'm just now getting old. I don't know. Visions and such. But I, I do say this. The Word of God is infallible. The Word of God is infallible. Our, our dreams, our word of knowledges, our, our words of wisdom that maybe we perceive, those come from us and hopefully from God, but we are not infallible. We are not infallible. And so, as the word of the Lord says in the book of Corinthians, said, let two or three prophesy, but then let the others judge. So... We should desire to be used in the gifts of the Spirit of God. But with that, we have to understand we are not infallible. And that we, when we bring a presentation of that, 
it needs to bear witness with the person who's receiving. Amen? But not only bear witness with the person who's receiving, but when we position ourselves to be used in the gifts of the Spirit, we've got to be ready for the judgment that will come back, the discerning. Amen? Because so many times we get in our mindset that what we give to someone else is infallible because we feel such an urgency about it that it must be from God and you must receive it. And I would instruct you and encourage you to seek after the gifts of the Spirit. Absolutely. Seek after the gifts of the Spirit. Words of wisdom, words of knowledge, words of uh, uh, wisdom and faith and, and discerning of spirits and speaking in tongues. We need the moving of the Spirit of God. But we understand we're a body ministry. And I, and I preface all of what I'm about to tell you, to say to you, this is what I dreamed and I'm just going to leave it out there for you. And if it bears witness with your spirit, then I pray that you will use this as a, as, as a means by which you can begin to pray. And you'll understand what I'm talking about in just a moment. But I also want to take just that moment just to share with you. Because we don't talk a lot about the gifts and the moving and the spirit of God. But if you're going to be used in the gifts of the spirit of God, you do that with a sense of responsibility. Not as a position, because God does not measure spirituality by the gifts you're used in. He measures spirituality by the fruit that you bear. And I believe this, and, it, and, and I believe it, it holds to be true, that God will affirm his word in the mouth of two to three witnesses. So he's not going to tell me something about somebody else that he hadn't already told them himself. God's not a gossip. But I will tell you that I've been the beneficiary of individuals when I've been seeking after God and looking for affirmation for maybe direction or something I was looking for to God to, to, to open my heart, to give me some affirmation in a certain area. And someone has come up to me and said, I don't understand why I'm sharing this, but this is, take it for what it's worth, here it is. And it would be absolute affirmation from where I'm at. Then I've also been the recipient of those that said, God said this, and he didn't say it. <laughs> You're going to have a worldwide singing ministry. No, he didn't say that. <laughs> Maybe you, but not, not me, okay? Well, you're limiting God. No, I'm not. I just know him. I know him. But I had a dream a couple of nights ago, and I'm just going to put that out there for your judgment. And in this dream, I was invited to go back to a city where I used to pastor to bury a lady's son. And as I entered into the, to the church, they were walking past the casket. And amazingly enough, the casket was completely open. And there was a young man in the casket. Several people were in front of me, and they were walking, walking past. As they're walking past, I come up to the casket with the casket being open. The young man is moving. His eyes are closed. He's a bit disfigured. His body is, is moving. His legs are twitching. His arms moving around. And I'm, I thought in my mind... This boy's not dead. 
and they're trying to bury him. And then I hear a voice in the crowd. And in the voice in the crowd, it just says this. Oh, that we had a preacher that would just speak over this body that he may live. I'm sitting there and I'm looking. And it wasn't a pastor that the voice was was asking for. It was any person that would speak the word. And as I'm there and the family's grieving over the loss of this loved one, this young life that was there in this casket, I begin with the softest whisper. I'm thinking in my mind, I'm in someone else's funeral, I'm in someone else's house. I don't want to disturb what's going on, but Lord, I want you to disturb what's going on. And it wasn't because there was some overwhelming sense of, of, of a feeling of faith that came over me. I wasn't thundering, arise, arise, arise. I was just... I wasn't even moving. I was just, get up. Get up. You know, many times in Pentecost, we think that the level of the volume of our voice equals the power of God. (laughs) The more intensity, the more power there is. (laughs) But in that dream, as I was under my breath saying, arise. This young man gets up out of the casket. And he's still somewhat distorted and his eyes are still closed. And then I said, open your eyes and be healed. And he opened his eyes and he was entirely whole. Now, I wake up afterwards or the next morning, I, I get up, and I don't tell Andrea about it. I just come to prayer, and I'm in prayer, and this dream comes up again. In, in my mind, I'm thinking about it. I said, Lord, does that mean anything to you? Does that mean anything? Is it, was that prophetic or just, you know, some? I can't blame it on bad food because she cooks for me. I know it wasn't that. We didn't order out. Lord, Does this have any bearing? Is there something you're trying to say? And in prayer, the Lord said, yes, this is what I want to say. There is a generation that is not dead, but is trying to be buried in this world. We're trying to bury a generation. Trying to put them in the ground prematurely. Because we've given up, we've thrown in the towel, we've said no more. That's, they've gone far enough to without hope. They're without any redemptive quality. We're letting them go. We're not interceding for them. We're burying them. We're putting them in the ground. There's too much that's happened at home. There's too many generational curses. There's too much that's happening. And we're releasing them. We're burying them prematurely. 
in our own heart. I'm throwing it out there. You can judge it for what you will. I go home and I tell Andrew this dream. I say, you know what was bizarre? This was so-and-so's son. She and I both know because we pastored this lady for several years. She didn't have sons. She only has three daughters. I said, well, why did I think she had a son? She said, well, don't you see? Don't you see what that means? I said, no, tell me. This woman still today and has for the last couple of decades has worked in foster care. She has worked feverishly to get children placed in order to keep them protected, and she's worked in foster care. So the boys in the, in the, in the, in the casket is a generation of spiritual orphans whose spiritual mothers and fathers have abandoned them. And it's time the church of the Lord Jesus Christ rises up and intercession in prayer and say, no, you cannot have the ones that the enemy is after. They belong to Jesus. They belong to the Lord. Now hear me. Everything that I share with you needs to be supported and backed up by Scripture. I understand that. I, that's the ground rule when it comes to anything prophetic or a dream or a word. It needs to line up with the book. But I just read to you the hour is coming and now is when the voice of the Son of God will be heard and the dead are going to rise up. So I'm saying to you there is power in the spoken word of God. Why do you believe the enemy wants to keep you out of the book? Because if you're not in the book, you're not going to be speaking the word. And if you're not speaking the word, then life is not going to come forth. But oh my Lord God, when we get a hunger for the word, we get back into the word of God. And we understand the power of God's word. We'll start speaking according to the power of the word of God. And those that were dead, those that were headed to the grave, they will get up and begin to live because the voice of God's spirit will bring to life those that are headed for the graveyard. You are looking at me like calves at new gates. Does this bear witness with anyone in this house? If you're in this house right now, and if you're if you're online, if this bears witness for you, I gra- I pray not for my affirmation, but if you will grab hold of this word, I believe the Lord is saying, in this hour and there again, it's for your judgment that there's a generation that looks like they're so far gone that they need to be put in the ground. But I'm saying to you that God has not finished with this generation. He's not finished with these children. He's not finished with them. What amazed me more than anything in that dream? Not the the boy getting up, but whispering the word of God and how powerful the word is even as a whisper across the lips of the church. Folks, we need to understand the word of God is backed up by the blood of Jesus Christ. 
The Word of God is supported, saturated, and moved on, and guided, and empowered, and directed by the Spirit of the living God. This is not just a book filled with red and black words on white pages. Oh no, it is words that have been dipped in the blood of Jesus Christ and is empowered by the Spirit of God. And when the Word goes forth, it alters, changes, transforms, revolutionizes. It'll cause entire nations to come to their knees and begin to cry out before the living God. It'll cause the heaven to move and the hell to shake. It is the Word of the living God. And we are planted upon the rock of God's doctrine. We are planted upon the name of Jesus Christ and the gates of hell will not prevail. Oh, that the church would understand it is the word of the Lord that's going to transform a nation. It's going to revolutionize every situation if we will take hold of the word of God. There is power. There is authority. There is might in the word. Now, What I just said either has a lot of lackluster or you're not used to being in church. Because if you were going to shout, that was your cue. Do you believe that there is power in the Word of God? Do you believe the Word is more powerful than any disease the enemy would want to put on you? I know many of you made a sacrifice of praise to be in this house. You came in tired. I thank you for being here. But I just want to stir you up tonight and let you know there's power in the Word. There's power in the Word of God. We look at generations. Let me encourage you parents. We're not just going to work your youth to raise money for Speed the Light. We're plans in place. In fact, we're going to start the first Sunday night in June. We're going to start a youth service at 6 o'clock next door. I'm going to be preaching to the youth. I don't know how long I'll preach. Maybe 12, 14 hours. No, I'm just kidding. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about preaching to the youth for however long until God says otherwise. But I believe, folks, we need to start sowing into the children. We need to start speaking the word of God because there's destinies that need to be unlocked. There are demonic forces that have come against them that maybe in our generations we haven't seen, but they need to be empowered by the Spirit of the Lord. We need a group of tongue-talking teenagers. We need the power to feel those hearts and a hunger after the word of God. We need to raise up generations that are going to go back into the open schools and they're going to be carrying the gospel with them, transforming those that are around them. We need the fire of God to fall upon our youth again. We need a revival among our teenagers. I say to you right now, I refuse to allow the generation to be put into the ground prematurely. They don't belong to the devil. They don't need to go to the way of the earth. They need to be ready to receive Jesus. Christ in the air when he blows that trump and the dead will rise first and we which are alive and remain will be caught up together in the air with him. I'm sorry Giselle I ran off and left you again. My apologies. I forget she's back there translating sometimes. Hear me. What I see is that whenever Jesus went into Nain a large crowd was following him. 
He was ascending up that hill, that little Hermon. He was on his way up, and there's the widow, the no-name widow, and she's burying, she'd already buried her husband. She's getting ready to bury her son. She's on the way out, and the compassion, as the Lord saw her, his compassion, in in the inmost part of his being, his was a yearning, was a moving, was a stirring on the inside of him. He was moved with compassion when he saw her. And he walked over and the, those large crowd that was following him and he meets them and he stops and he lays hands upon this man. When he touched that coffin, that dead body, what we see that Jesus spoke the word, arise, arise. The word went forth, arise. And that man got up. I I believe that this There is a message for the church. And the message for the church is this. It's time we begin to speak to the next generation to arise. Arise. There are grandmothers and grandfathers in this house. There are great-grandmothers and great-grandfathers in this house. There are teenagers that are listening to me right now. And I say to you, arise. Those, there are those that are sitting at home and they just pass through and now they're, they, they're tuned in and they want to know what that, that person on the other end is screaming about. It's you. And so we're just saying to you, arise. Get up. It's time to come up out of that grave that you're in. It's time to get out of that coffin the enemy has made for you. It's time that you not only come up and wake up, it's time that your eyes open up and you get a vision for the future. You get a vision for where you need to be. And it's not a distorted version of who the world tells you you should be. It is completeness and wholeness in the living God. It is the compassion of the Lord. Lord that is moving right now. He is moving and he's going to rest upon those in the house. He's going to rest upon you. And in that compassion, he wants you to speak the word and to touch that next generation. All oh, the world is out to separate and to segregate and keep everybody alone and together everybody be alone. But I say to you, there is a day that we are living in where the word needs to be heard in all the gallows the enemy is making for the church he's going to get hung by that because I believe the word is going out and he's going to change people's hearts the spirit of God is going to change people's lives oh thank God for the word teachers hear me it's the word that's spoken prayer warriors hear me it's the word that's spoken over this generation arise we're not going to bury this generation to speak the word and the word's going to do the job the word is going to go to work on a generation that is in need I thank God for young people that love the Lord I thank God for the young people in this house that are here tonight I thank God for mamas and daddies that raise their children and say yes 
Let me say to you, it's a sad reality to know the spiritual condition of a nation, not just our city, but a nation that 440,000 children in foster care. That wasn't their choice. But we have more orphans in the spirit because spiritual moms and dads have abandoned them. And it's time, church, we return to the place we need to be. And we start seeing through the eyes of the Lord. And we start seeing the next generation. We say, oh God, not on our watch. We are not going to bury this generation prematurely. Not on our watch. We're going to speak the word even with a whisper. And you're going to see lives changed. Understand the word of God is backed by the blood of Jesus Christ. It's not just a declaration. It's not just the emancipation. It is the ratification that came 2,000 years ago. When Jesus Christ said it is finished. And he sanctified that with his blood. It gave every bit of authority to the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And now, even from the Genesis, uh, where the Spirit of the Lord hovered over the face of the deep, waiting and listening for the voice of the Father spoken through the Son, uh, let, let there be light, uh, and there was light. Uh, let the light be separated from the darkness. Uh, and we see that it happened at the spoken word of God. I say to you, the Spirit of the Lord, He still backs up uh, the word of the Father, the word of the Son, uh, and the word of the Father, word of the Son, uh, tells you and I that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe would not perish but have everlasting life there is still power in the gospel there is still power in the word and it's backed by the spirit and what we do not see is that when the word of God is spoken it's it goes deep it goes beyond quicker sharper than a than a surgeon's scalpel sharper than any two-edged sword and it pierces and it divides a soul from the spirit it is a deserter of the thoughts and the intents of the heart the word of God is powerful brings worlds into, into the existence and when the word is spoken it goes deep inside someone's spirit and in there it begins to germinate and to infiltrate and begins to move within a person why? Because it is alive and it is transformative and it's more important than any political power's opinion is the word of God. It's more important than any agenda that's taking place in the world today. It's more important than all the other things that are happening because heaven and earth are going to pass away. But the power of God's word is it has the power and it will remain. You can hang all of eternity on his word. On his word. Whispered. Arise. Get up. Get up. And to my utter amazement, he got up. And it left me with an indelible revelation. There is power 
in the word of God. There is power in the word of God. I want us to pray tonight. God, let your compassion, your compassion, take us where we need to go. Let your compassion open our eyes. Let your compassion get us close enough to touch. A lot of times we, we won't take the, I'll get way, way off in the back. But Lord, get us close enough that we can touch the next generation. That we can speak the words of the Lord. You know what I hate most about this coronavirus? Is it's tried to put an attack, called them the most vulnerable, and they may be in the world. But you give me a grandmother whose stature may not be as straight as it used to be, whose knuckles may be gnarled because of some arthritis in her bones who maybe have to push a walker or a cane to get around. You know what the enemy is attacking this generation? Because it's filled with men and women of God who know how to touch the throne of grace. But let me tell you what a man and woman of God is doing right now. Some of them are here, but some of them are at home. You know what they're doing? They're praying. They're calling out to heaven. They're calling out to heaven. And they're praying, God, raise up the next generation. Because let me tell you, old people that have the spirit of God, they're going to dream. And their dreams are for the next generation to see visions. Oh, God, let them arise. Let them arise. Let them arise. Lord God, from the north, the south, the east, and the west, God, let them arise. I want you to stand to your feet right now. And I want you to lift your hands to heaven. And I want you to begin to pray and begin to call out to God and say, Lord Jesus, uh, let this generation, Lord God, arise. But hold on, before we do that. I want you to pray for what we need desperately. I want us to pray for the compassion of the Lord Jesus Christ. uh, Because without him moving in our heart, uh, we're not going to move in any closer. I want you to pray right now. God, give me the compassion uh, for the next generation. Lord, give me the compassion for my neighbor. Give me compassion for the lost. Give me compassion, Lord God. God, I ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, for compassion, compassion, Lord God. Lord, for compassion, Lord God. Not my compassion, Lord God, but your compassion, Lord, that causes a deep yearning in the depth of my soul and the depth of my heart, oh God, that I will be moved, oh Lord God, with your compassion. Oh Lord, that I will yearn, Father God, for your hand to reach through us, Lord God, to touch those that are in need, to have the boldness, Lord God, either to yell or to whisper, Lord God, for them to arise. Oh Lord Jesus, there are mothers that are in this house right now. Lord, there are 
mothers that are listening online right now, whose sons, oh God, have turned from you, whose daughters, Lord God, are bound in sin. Oh, Lord God, give them confidence in your word. Give them confidence in your word. Give them confidence in your word. And Lord God, even in their, when they're in their presence, they can whisper the word, arise, get up, wake up, wake up, wake up. In the name of the Lord Jesus, the scales will fall from their eyes. They'll begin to hear and begin to see. Oh, merciful God, I pray. Lord, my God, I pray for compassion, Lord. Compassion, Lord God, to overwhelm us, Lord. And oh, God, we get close enough to touch. And Lord God, when we touch, Lord God, those that are about dead works, that Lord, we will speak the word. And those which are dead, we'll hear the word of God. They will hear the voice of the Lord Jesus Christ. And they will come alive. They will be, Lord God, as Ezekiel's bones. Lord God, they will wake up and they will rise up as the breath of Almighty God begins to breathe upon them. Oh, Father, we love you. Father, we love you. Father, we love you, Lord God. Father, we magnify you. Lord, we stand against the spirit of fear. Lord, the spirit of fear, Lord God, that has gripped the heart of so many. Lord God, we understand, Lord, that the world lives in fear, but God, don't let the church... Oh, God, don't let the church build up idolatry, Lord God, that keeps us in a place of fear. Oh, merciful God, I pray today. Lord, rise up, rise up, rise up within us, Lord. Father, we ask it in your name. We ask believing, Lord God. Lord, we pray for those, Lord God, right now that have lost loved ones in recent days. I ask in Jesus' name that you would comfort them, Lord God, by your spirit. Lord, I pray that we would fix ourselves, Lord God, wipe the tears from our eyes as David did and said, oh God, where do we go now? Lord, let us get up and begin to move out, Lord God, in the direction, Lord God, that takes us, Lord, to the place of restoration. Lord, we ask it in your name. We ask believing, Lord, today. Father, let your will be done. Let your will be done. Let your will be done, Lord God. Oh, Father, let your will be done. Lord, arise. Lord Jesus, I pray over this generation, arise. Arise. Get up. It's time you get up. It's time to crawl out of that casket. You're not going to the ground yet. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up in the name of Jesus. No more. No more. Oh, Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. Your mercy and your grace. In Jesus' name. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Praise God.